the lights. You, you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I, I want to teach today. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in the mood of teaching. Amen. God is so good and so faithful for everything that he does. Amen. How many are still hanging in there in that 21 day fast? Amen. God is good. Amen. Very quickly, let's go into the Bible, to the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 12 through 13. If you have it, please stand as we show reverence to the, to the Lord. Amen. Joel, chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. We're going to be reading from the New King James Version. Amen. If you have it, stand on your feet. And if you don't, still stand on your feet to show reverence to the Word of God. Amen. Joel chapter 2, verse 12 through 13. Amen. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to wait until everybody's on their feet, please. Thank you. Children as well. Amen. God is good. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garment. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Look at the person next to you and say, render your heart and not your garments. Amen. You could be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. All right, I'm going to teach today, so I'm going to flow. Amen. Okay, we've been under this 21-day fast that God has called us. All the way from September 8th through the 28th of this month. I want to congratulate those who have been completing their fast and continue to believe God and move forward with their work. Amen. God is good and faithful to those who keep his covenant and those who keep his orders. Amen. Amen. Okay. So the Lord began to work with me by showing me an illustration of the church of today. And when I'm talking about the church, when God is speaking about the church, he's talking about the church in global, okay? The whole church body. In, in America today, there, there's no respect for God. The word of today is tolerance. We tolerate, amen? Certain things that God has abolished, that, that God it will judge a country or a nation according to, to the ways of their ways. Amen? According to the ways of their ways. So, God began to speak to me and say to me, I want my people to seek me in spirit and truth. Meaning that the only way that you can seek God in spirit and truth is by giving him your heart, not your garments. Garments is appearance. I look like I'm blessed. I talk like I'm blessed. I walk like I'm blessed. But I'm a mess. And... In America, we tolerate that. We tell, no, no, that's okay. God still loves you. God is, no. No, God doesn't work that way. God works in order. In other, in other words, if I want to see God's manifestation in my life, I have to align my heart. Whether I want to or not, I have to give it all completely. We are giving what's convenient for us. 
Giving our heart is not convenient for us. Because when we give our heart, then God is going to start taking out those things that you nurture. What are the things that we nurture? Attitudes. Attitudes that perceive a behavior that is not of God. So I begin by giving you this testimony when I first began working in the place that I currently work in. When I was employed at the time, when I became an employee at the place that I currently work in, uh, they used to make coffee for everyone. Can you believe that? Amen. Amen. So everybody that walked in had the blessing of just grabbing a styrofoam cup and going to the coffee machine and grabbing some free coffee. What happened after a while is that people began to get sloppy and, and not consider the people who were making the coffee. They, they, they were uh, uh, leaving the coffee pot uh, on so the coffee will burn. They, they were doing a mess. They were running. You, you know, and, and it became a, a burden to the ones that were taking out of their time to bless others by making a pot of coffee. But no one else was picking up their other habits. And you know, let me just clean the pot. Let me just empty it. Let me just shut it off. Let me go get more cups. Let me go get more sugar. No. And we can't. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I don't care who's giving me. <laughs> In other words, people only care about themselves and no one else. So what happened was they eliminated the coffee. They said, we're not going to make coffee here anymore. If you want coffee, you're going to have to walk yourself to the cafeteria or across the street and get yourself coffee. And by the way, you have a 15-minute break. When we found ourselves spending 15 minutes to get a cup of coffee, we remember what we have. There are times that God... It's, call, it's calling you and urging you. I want you to pray. I want you to seek me. I want you, I want you, I want you. And we keep ignoring what he's saying. And we justify ourselves by saying, okay, okay God understands. God this, God that, God this, God that, God this, and God that. And we turn that into a behavior. Not knowing that we are our own worst enemy. Because when God said enough is enough, there's nothing that's going to change what he has said. Because if he goes against his word, then he's a liar. And we shouldn't be serving him. So, in the global church today, God has been speaking to his people I want you to give me your heart. I want you to turn from your wicked ways. I want you to stop arguing with the pastor and submit. Amen. But most people don't do that. Because they only know one side of God. You know why I don't cheat on my wife? Because I have conviction of consequences. You know why I don't steal the offering from the church? Because I have conviction. You know why I don't take what doesn't belong to me? Because I have conviction. The church of today has no... Conviction. That's why people do whatever they want, however they want, and then they say God is good, God is faithful. Yeah, He's good and faithful. 
but he's faithful to his word. The only way God's going to bless you is when you submit to his word, to what he has called you. So here God begins to speak to the prophet Joel. And if you can't make an exception to the Old Testament, then forget about the New Testament. Because most people say, that was in the Old Testament. No, God is still the same. You think that God's not going to judge terrorists, rapists, drug dealers? Don't you think God, God is going to judge God is giving them time to what? To repent. The only reason why they're doing what they're doing is because they have no conviction. And the state of the church today is going to enter into an end time message. And I'm not going to be the only one preaching this message. You're even going to hear it when you watch the news. The news today is forecasting that we need to change our way. Did you hear about the March of Global Warming? All over the world, thousands of people. I can tell you what's going to happen. (laughs) The book of Revelation. The sun will not shine. The water is going to turn into blood. Famine is coming. All a cause of what? Of violating what God has ordered you to do. God will not pass judgment on you as long as you abide by what he has told you. So you can say whatever you want to say about me. But the only one that can judge me is God. But God will judge me based on my actions, not on your words. So if I'm going based on what you're saying about me or your perception about me, then I judge myself. Because I should be walking by by the ways that God has called me to walk. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So in other words, there's no justification. Okay? So God has called the church to enter into prayer and fasting. Why? Because prayer and fasting humbles you. That's true humbleness. Because you're saying no to this, no to that, because I'm hungry for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, the first couple of days is challenging. It's hard. Fasting is not easy. It requires discipline. But it can be done. It's possible. It has been proven scientifically. And, med- and medical studies have also proclaimed, uh, have also come to conclusion that fasting is good for the body because it releases toxins. You know that certain foods make you react a certain way? And you don't even know that. I experienced that one time when I became hangry over something. And and I said, wait a minute, I need to eat because I can't allow my emotions to get the best of me. Now check this out. When you fast and you pray, what you're saying is, I'm denying myself. That's what you're saying. God, you're more important to me than me to me. That is true worship. That is true worship. Because you're saying to God, I'm coming into this fast out of obedience for you, but I'm denying myself because you are more important than me. That's true worship. When you deny yourself. If you don't deny yourself, you're not going to receive anything from God. Because God searches the heart. God doesn't church searches the appearance. You know how many people dress better than me, look better than me, even speak better than me, quote the Bible better than me, act better than me, and God doesn't even know them. Only the carnal Christians know them. God was speaking to me the other day, and he said to me, Jose, 
And I know when God is speaking to me because when he calls me by the name of Jose E. Martinez, I know it's God. It's either God or my mother. Okay? He says, there are many churches in the world that are famous, but I don't know them. I don't know them. I don't know them. Stop being hard on yourself and stop comparing yourself to someone else that you think has it all together when in reality they don't. Compare yourself to yourself. Just because they're doing it, I'm not going to do it. Just because the guys at work are looking at women, I'm not going to do it. First of all, I honor God. And second, I honor my marriage. And third of all, I honor my reputation. You, you, you get what I'm saying? They're doing it everywhere. They're doing this, they're doing that. They, not only that, but other things. Stealing and wheeling, getting into these fake deals, robbing people and all of this. God is going to judge all that one day. But if you're involved in that right now, there's good news. Repent. Repent. Because if you repent, the judgment will not be as hard as you think. Amen? Now, when you're fasting, what you're really saying is, God, I desire you in spirit and truth. Your spiritual evaluation should always be your reaction to what God has said for you to do. That's how you know where you are spiritually. So if God says, I need you to pray right now, you say, no, no, the game is on. That's your spiritual condition. What's more important? The game. No one, a prophet doesn't need to tell you that. A pastor doesn't need to tell you. You tell that to yourself. How many of you, during this 21-day fast, wanted to go back on it? Let's be honest. Got up and said, ah. Oh. But what did you do? You hung in there. You hung in there. You hung in there. God is going to reward your sacrifice because when you fast, that's a sacrifice. And God will honor that. There's people that fast for all kinds of things. They fast for a house. They fast for a car. They fast for children. That's good because you're seeking God for something that you want. And in return, he's giving you something that's more important than those things. He's giving you reason for those things. You get what I'm saying? So when you get those things, you don't lose yourself in those things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This morning, when I woke up, all I kept, I kept fighting with myself because I didn't want to be in church today. The devil is alive. I didn't. I, I wanted to call someone, cover me. I was physically tired. And it was like a spiritual battle. Like I felt like every demon that could possibly be named in the Bible was attacking me. You know what I did at 6 o'clock? I said, wake up to me. And I went downstairs and I said, you're not going to get the best of me. You're going to submit yourself to God. And I began to read the Bible. The, the first thing I did before I re read the Bible was I turned on the TV and put the music on and I saturated my atmosphere. I saturate because I know better. I know that's not a God for me not to go to church, especially you're the pastor. 
You're the first one that God's going to call accountable. But I said, no, no, I have to get up. And I began, and then my wife later on started sharing with me how she was being attacked during the night. And I said, you know what? I know we're in the middle of a breakthrough. I know something's happening in the resurrection center because this has been one of the toughest fasts. But I guarantee you, after these 21 days, we are going to see God's blessing like never before. check this out. The Lord spoke to me and said, I'm bringing a remnant. I have no idea what that word means. And I'm a pastor. I heard it before, but I had no idea what it meant. What that means is a group of people that are going to come who are against the state of the church today. People that are saying, you know what, I don't want to be in my church no more because fasting is taboo. Speaking in tongues is taboo. People are coming in, you know, they're bringing in people in one door. Oh, we got the offering. Bring the next service through the other door. And that's all they're doing. And, and people, all they're getting is what? Absolutely nothing but entertainment. Do you know that God judges ministers the way they feed their sheep? If I didn't love you and I didn't love God, I wouldn't be telling you this. I'll be telling you other things to pump up your emotions and your feelings so you can like me. I don't want you to like me. I want you to love me because love causes everything. That's why you might feel bitter or angry towards me or might not like me. That's good. I used to feel the same way until God showed me what true love is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when someone loves you, they're going to tell you the truth whether you want to hear it or not. Now get this, church. God is speaking to you because we are not going to fall into the recession that's coming. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because he's giving us the forecast. It's like God saying, there's snow coming and people are outside and they're bikinis and they're short and they're like, what snow? Pastor Jose is crazy. You must be out of your mind. It's 80 degrees. I'm going to stay out here and get a suntan. You know what? And all of a sudden, When the recession hits, all of us will be debt free. I proclaim that over every single one of your lives. Receive it if you want to. I receive it. Debt free. Debt free. You know why? Because we're paying attention to what God is saying. Now, don't get me wrong, it sounds rough, but how in the world can this nation bow back down to God if they continue in the state that they're in? You know they're arresting pastors who are against homosexuality? Yes. That's happening in America. Last year, the state of California petitioned to put a ban on the Bible. On the Bible. They said it is unconstitutional. If you're a Christian and you hear that, you know what's coming. You know that God has to bring judgment. That's when you have to be more on your knees. Seeking Him because when He comes, it's going to affect you in more ways than one. Am I the only one that gets affected when there's a tornado? No matter how much you, how much food you pack, how many generators you have, 
Even if you have a, 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 a what, what, what those things that you got in your house? A tunnel. A, a tunnel that is waiting. A bunker. Amen. You build a bunker. Amen. Amen. You will always forget one thing. No matter how much prepared you are. You always forget something. Amen. And, and it affects you because now you have to go and get it. And now you have to be in a line of people that are getting everything that you have and everything that you don't have. So when you get to the shelves, they're completely what? Empty. And when people don't know what direction to turn to, they turn into chaos. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? So here is God preparing his people and saying, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. Most people today don't want to attend church. They're more, and what I mean by attending church, I don't, I'm not talking about the ones that are not here. I'm also talking about the ones that are here. There are people in church that don't want to be in church. They're dying. Shut up, pastor. The game starts at 1. By the time I get in my car and I wiggle through traffic and I get a cup of coffee that you know I ain't supposed to be drinking to begin with and a donut that I ain't supposed to be eating because I'm supposed to be fasting, I'm going to miss and God sees that. It's the attitude that we take determines who we are spiritually. Let me tell you something. You might not know Bible the way you want to know Bible, but when you're obedient to God, it is more considered to the one that doesn't know much favor with God than the one that knows and doesn't do it. Stop being hard on yourself. Some of you are sitting right now being hard on yourself, but you've been committed to the past. You've been praying. There's people that know better and ain't doing better. And I'm talking about globally because I didn't know this fast was going on in Florida. God spoke to an apostle down there. And they're doing a fast as well. And I said, oh my God, everything's just happening. I didn't know that the, the state of Israel is actually going through elections right now. And God called us to fast for Israel because they're right now ready to vote a new prime minister. That is important because that's biblical prophecy. The clock of the church in the world is Israel. Get that through your head. Whatever happens in the Middle East affects the world because the eye of God is over Israel. And if you're against Israel, you're against God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's important that you say, God, keep me from these judgments. And how do you begin to keep yourself away from judgment? When you obey what God has said. If God tells you it's right, it's right. If God tells you left, it's left. You, you, you get what I'm saying? I personally, I, I, I don't look forward to 21 day fasting or 40 day fasting. or I don't really look forward to it because at, at a point in my life when you're so comfortable and you're eating everything and, and, and it's so happening that God calls a fasting when everybody's throwing a birthday party. Oh man, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh man, I, I had a pass on a piece of cake. I was shaking my boots, but I said, you know what? I'd rather be obedient because the cake ain't going to get me where I want to be. Spiritually, I want to be better, amen? So that I don't become an enemy of myself, amen? Now check this out. Many of us use all kinds of excuses, justifications, and we also lie to make an exception not to pass. God will honor your sacrifice. God will not honor your justification. God will not honor your eyes. And God will not honor what many of you today have 
for a common word, excuse. No, no. God will honor your sacrifice. Let me tell you something. People see you ro rolling in what you're rolling in. People see you in that nice house that you got. People see you in that beautiful marriage and they see you successful, but they don't know the story. They don't know. They don't. They, they wasn't with you when you were moving mattresses down the street. Okay? Now God has been so faithful to you and He has blessed you so much that you can have people carry your own mattress and pay them and, and, and still have more to run over. And that's what we have to look at. We have to see the whole picture. You're not where you used to be. And where you're at is a direction of where you're going. So every time I look back, I don't stay stuck back there. Because if I stay stuck back there, I'm not going to move forward. I look from time to time and I go, nah, I'm better off where I'm at. But when God tells you to do something, you do it. Now check this out. It's a true story. There was, there was a minister that was watching the game. He shared his story. And, and the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, Pray. And he said, no, 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 they're in the two minutes. If, my, if I miss this, I, I don't even think, you know, I have to watch it. Because if I don't watch it, then my team's going to lose. Like, it, it became a God to him to the point that he thought that him as a fan can predict or also bring energy into the game to change the outcome. Amen? So if he missed the game or missed those two points, the team could have lost. That's how crazy this minister was going in this fantasy for football. And then the Holy Spirit said to him, if you don't pray right now, the devil has a trap for your daughter and she's going to die in a car accident. He stopped and prayed. Two minutes after he was done praying, he heard the phone ringing. His daughter was involved in a car accident. Praise God that she didn't die. She escaped with minor injuries. We can play church all day, every day. But the spiritual realm doesn't play by your rules. Whatever you're lacking in, that's an opportunity for the devil to get in. Tweet that. Whatever you're lacking in gives the enemy an opportunity to get in. If you want God to bless your house, your finances, everything that you do, you have to learn to be obedient to what he has called you to do. No exceptions. No exception. One of the things that I'm fascinated about is, is the Jewish culture. They, they, they bring their children up in the ways of the Lord to acknowledge them and, 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 and give their lives to God. Okay, the, Most Jewish families, if not all, bring that kind of upbringing to their children. So I remember a few years back, I, I have a friend who's Jewish, and he was, he came to the workplace to visit, and he brought his son with him, and I, and I fell in love with this little kid, because he reminded me of David from the Bible. I said, oh, this little ruby-headed little boy, he looks like David. Let me give him a piece of candy. I want to give him a piece of candy. His father said, no! He whispered something in his, the, his son's ear. I don't know what he said to him. At first, the kid was like, 
ready to grab the candy. Like, he was like, wow. You know, like, like any other kid. And the father said something to him. And then the little boy's posture and face changed. And he said, no, thank you, sir. I don't know what he said to him. But I admire that. Because he respect his father's orders. Now let me tell you something. I don't know what was behind that. But when you honor God, the way you're supposed to honor God, your children will obey Him. But when you don't obey God, God not only forgets about you, He forgets about your children. I know many ministers that said goodbye. Goodbye to the calling. And a year later, they were burying their children. Here in Springfield, my wife is witness to that. I'm not making that up. I'm not saying any names because I don't want nobody coming after me. But I'm just saying, they had to bury their own sons. Why? Because they chose to break covenant with God. You see, if we don't know the terms of the covenant, it's easy for us to break. Ah, if it's okay, that's fine. You're going to find out the hard way. Just like when you find out you don't have insurance and you drive it around. Ah, I can't report my When police do. Well, oh, I thought, why are you taking me? Yeah, you're going to the jail. And the car, too. And whoever's in the car, too. But you, you got to say that's reality. You can escape reality by living in a fantasy world. But just because you live in a fantasy world doesn't give you the right to violate what has been established. It's like me getting up tomorrow morning and saying, I'm going against the law of gravity. I'm going to fly. And they will prophesy and say, well, I'll be down here waiting for the fall. I don't care, Dave. <laughs> Boom! And they favorite words. See, I told you so. <laughs> I'll catch you in a second bounce. Give them a round of applause, okay? So first of all, God is not mad at you. God doesn't want worship that's being obligated. But let me tell you something. God does demand. See the difference? At one point or another, we have to hold people accountable. Now, if God's bringing a remnant of people to this congregation, and God is doing that with other churches, what is your job right now? To get ready for what? For what's coming. So your response should be, God, what department do you want me to volunteer or work in in the church? That's what you should be praying. God, what, what do I need to surrender to you so when your people come, it doesn't become a hindrance for them? You, you see, you have to be an expectation. God, do you need me at the door? Do you need me at the parking lot? Do you need me to bring water to the pastor? Do you need me to, to work in the youth department? Do you need me to work with the ushers? Do you need me to work with the elders? Do you need me to work with the intercession? That should be your question, not the pastor's question. And then when God reveals it to you, guess what happens? He reveals it to me too, and then we connect and we go, Hallelujah, Santo, Pastor Millie, and I will go, Oh, now we can take a vacation. Because we know that the church is in good hands. But when you're coming to church, 
Just like we do with the government system. We just go and we take it, 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 we don't give back and we don't give back. What do you think is going to happen? We're going to go back to the days of that coffee pot. What I learned, one day God is going to pull the cord. No, 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 enough. No more milk. You're grown. You should know better. And we get mad at God, but he's doing it in reality for our own good. You see, when God called me to be a pastor, I was upset and angry. I was mad. And I'm going to tell you why I was mad. Because I know the level of commitment that he was expecting from me. And no matter where we went, everywhere we went was the same word. Go and do what God called you to do. Go and do what God called you to do. Go and do what God Okay. I know it's not going to work, so I'm going to open up my living room. <laughs> you know how Pastor Millie is with her pillows in her couch? <laughs> There's too many people here, Bobby. And I remember that day she said, the Lord has put in my heart that we got to drive around and look at churches. And we went and we started driving, we started grabbing numbers, and we started calling places. In two months, we were already renting in a building. Four years later, we were in our own building. Did God call us or not? Yes, now, God is waiting on your response to the calling that he has given us. We cannot do this by ourselves. So that means we all have to chip in. We shouldn't be battling half of the battles that we're battling if we're connected. We, we shouldn't be casting out demons out of here. We should be embracing the Spirit of God. But how are we casting demons? Because we are still opening up doors. How many of you are still getting together at 7 o'clock, just like the Lord has said to pray as a family? Be real. Those numbers got to go up. Those numbers got to go up. God is calling us during the 21-day fast to gather together at 7 o'clock. Now, if you work, you get on the phone with your family. You say, we're going to pray over the phone. Me and my wife, we pray over the phone if we're busy that day. But we make, we make that part of what God has told us to do. We don't make an exception for it. Amen? Now, now look at this. Let's go to Jeremiah very quickly. Chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. Uh, chapter 2, verse 9. Okay? Very quickly, come on church. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 9. And, and look at what the Lord says to Jeremiah. Okay? And this is something that I want you guys to, to understand how God works and not forget that, that, that He is this loving God, but He's a God of order as well. Look, He says to them, Therefore, I will bring charges against you, says the Lord. And against your children and your children, I will bring charges. God was fed up with Israel. Like he's fed up with the church today. He's saying, not only I'm going to charge you, I'm going to charge your children and your children's children, meaning your grandkids. Why? Because you have ignored me. This is not relevant in the house. Seeking my presence is not relevant in the house. My, your house, you have turned it into a house of harlot. In other words, you're just allowing anything or anything to go in your house. And you're not making God your number one priority. So God is saying, if you don't remember me, I don't remember you. The Bible says that in the days of trouble, 
God will not remember you because you have not remembered or honored him. Let me tell you something. Everybody that comes close to me, even my boss, they know that I serve God. They know it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because I make it public. I'm not ashamed. I say I don't work Sundays because I go to church. That's my constitutional right too. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so I make it clear. So we establish something. Now let me tell you something. Because of that, God has given me favor that they don't even swear next to me. Without me even saying nothing. They're going on a show. Bang, 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 with the quick, quick, bang, bang. And they're talking to them. And all of a sudden they say, Oh, after this. Oh, I'm sorry, Pastor Jose. That's conviction. But why are they convicted? Because I have not given them the right to swear next to me. Because I don't swear with them. But you sometimes swear. And then you get mad when people swear next to you. But you're the first one. You get mad when your family talks about you. But you're the first one talking. You're the first one gossiping. I'd rather have my family call me el, 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 el globón, el caí, el caí whatever. <laughs> than to call me something that I'm not going to entertain. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I go over to my mom's house and, and she's talking and all of a sudden she starts cussing. Ay, bendito, perdón, José. Perdón, pastor, perdón. Perdón, que Dios no me vaya... I'm looking low. I'll just make sure that lightning doesn't come down. But, but that's because they're convicted because of my representation of God. But if you don't represent God well in your house, what are you kidding all of for God? But then God is not going to say, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I, I'm sorry. It's because your kids don't want to serve me because they have attitudes. But guess where they get that from? Have you ever taken the game system from your kid and said to them, until you don't serve God, you weren't going to get it back? I guarantee you they'll be serving God. They'll be like, God gave me Nintendo? Yes, because God gave me a job. And I go to the job, and I get money, and I buy you Nintendo. But if now that you don't want to serve God, then God take Nintendo. Bye-bye, sayonara. If we had that attitude, our kids wouldn't even think about it. Justifying themselves during the past. They'll be like, I'm here. I'm here. Our children today, attitudes is this. And I, and I had this conversation with a teenager. I said, do you care about heaven or hell? Do you, do you care about that? You know what they said to me? I don't care. I was like, word. For real? Okay. I said, God, do what you got to do the next day. They said to me, yo, pastor, pray for me. I'm seeing things. I don't know what they are, but I don't feel good. And I'm like, oh, 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 what happened? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't bring fear into them. You bring conviction. Not fear. Conviction. 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 If a child at the age of two could go to the refrigerator and take out everything that's in there and make a mess and you turn around and clean it up and don't charge that kid with nothing, you're as guilty as he or she is. See, when I was growing up, my mom gave me the eye. It felt like literally everything in my body was being exposed with the eye. And she used to say these words with a smirk. Ah, it. 
Imagine if we if, if, if we felt that way about God, that, that the moment you're about to sin and go on YouTube and watch videos you're supposed to be watching and, 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 and you're doing things on the internet and nobody, and God, and all of a sudden you see God. You, you wouldn't be doing it. But the reason why you don't hear God like that is because you ain't serving Him right. I'm being honest with you. I, I, I think about every decision that I'm about to make. I'm scared of two people. The Holy Spirit and my wife. Because I can't get away with anything. The Holy Spirit reveals to her. She's like, where did you get that from? Why are you doing that? Why did you come two minutes late? Where were you? Okay. I was stuck in traffic. I was. But, but what I'm saying is that when you have that kind of accountability over your shoulders, you want to do what you do the way you do. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? So what are the consequences of not honoring God? That he will judge you accordingly. Now, one of the things that God said to Israel, you have defiled the land, meaning you have accepted everything that's not of me. And it's okay with me. My kids and my future kids, my grandkids, my 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 godchildren, they're not gonna be watching Monster High or any of this crap. Heck no, the devil's alive. They ain't gonna be watching no vampire movies in my presence. They're not gonna be listening to music they ain't supposed to be listening to over my dead body. Because I have made God Lord of the house. Yes. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? That's not being religious. That's being faithful. Did you know that certain movies, certain songs, certain cartoons bring diamonical vibes into your house? Like Pokemon? Oh, I'm walking with a monster in my pocket. Read it. You don't need Bible 101 to know what's that. You don't need Pastor Billy or myself to give you a lecture on what that. It's it, self-explanatory. Duh. I don't need monsters in my pocket. I need angels. You, you gotta say, no, 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 that's okay. They're just watching Monster High. It's just cool. They're showing them how to become part of a witchcraft system. And now we have cartoons where Hobble Bear is kissing Hobble Bear. And it's okay. And Mama Bear is with Mama Bear. And it's okay. That's not okay. What kind of system is this? And we're saying, well, God understands. God doesn't understand anything. And if God understands it, he has to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. And every other country he judged. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, it's not okay. No, it's not. We're going to pray that God releases those people from those demonic influence so they could be set free. Now, get this. We cannot tolerate because when we tolerate, we become ungrateful. There's people that are telling God, I don't want to be here no more. I want to move. I want to go here. I want... When you become tolerant to your environment, you become ungrateful. Now you don't want anything that God has given you. I don't want my job. I don't want this car. I don't want this house. I don't want, no, 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 no. I want these kids. I don't want this. I don't want nothing. And God is saying, the reason why you're acting like that is because you have become tolerant to the spirit of this world. The principality, the demon of this world. Because when you don't tolerate, you're grateful. You know I'm grateful for everything that God has given me. If you have given me a gift, I still have it. 
If you have given me a, a card reading, I still have it. I have a whole bag full of stuff. Because I believe that you took out of your time to bless me. Why can't I honor you with that blessing? Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? But many of us, we are ungrateful. You know, today, Pastor Millie and I, we were driving in the car and they were talking about the children that, that, that grow out of, uh, or the time has exceeded in orphanages or in, um, and foster care, where do they go after? We never thought about that. Where do, where do these children go after? They grow out of their, I mean, they get into an age where they become adults. They throw them in the streets. And we're complaining. Because the guy in Burger King didn't put the two pickles in our nasty burger that we shouldn't be eating to begin with. While other people are dying of love. Of unnourished and all of these things take under consideration. There is kids right now who don't have a pair of shoes. Thank God for the shoes you have. There's people right now that don't have a job. Thank God for the job you have. There's just people right now that are grateful for the cars they have. At least you have a car. There's people that don't have a car. I saw something on YouTube a few uh, on Facebook a few months ago where there was this group of people that needed to get their mattress from A to B. You know where they put their mattress? In the public bus. A queen-size mattress. They transported it. And people were laughing. And Pastor Minnie said to me, that's not funny. And I said, that's right, that's not funny. That's sad. But you have more than that person, and you're still complaining. God says, complain and remain. Praise and be raised. Praise God for your children. Praise God for everything. Everything. Thank you, God. Thank you for my neighbors. Thank you for my neighborhood. You know, when I started speaking life into my neighborhood, my neighborhood changed for the better. If God puts you in this church, if God puts you in that neighborhood, if God puts you in that job, if God gave you that husband, if God gave you that wife, if God gave you that children, if God gave you those people, praise God for it. Stop complaining. So the state of Israel, during that time, they started being complacent and tolerant, and, and they started forgetting about God. And God said, okay, you forgot about me. Okay, that's good. You you don't have, I've been unfaithful to you and your fathers. That, that, that's what he told Jeremiah chapter 2 when he brought up the case against him. He says, ask your fathers, have I been unfaithful? Think about this. Has God been unfaithful with you? How many times you know you should have been fired? Lift up your hands. How many times you could have lost that job? You knew that that job was, they should have fired you for what you did. How many times people could have walked away from you? Lift up your hands. How many times people could have gave up on you? Remember all those times? All those times. And God forgave you. And now your response to his 21 day fast, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's too hard. And God says, Well, was it too hard for me to forgive your trespasses? Put yourself in God's shoes and evaluate yourself that way. Don't put yourself in your shoes because if you put yourself in your shoes, the first thing that you're going to cater to is your emotions and your feelings. Many of us cater to our emotions and our feelings, and that's what got us stuck in the first place. Now, I'm closing with this. 
Why do we fast? Why do we fast? When you fast, you get renewable power. Like what happened to me this morning. I was under spiritual attack, and I began to proclaim, I continue my fast, and God gave me strength. When you fast, you are reminded that ultimately you depend on God. You know, it's sad to see many Christians just wake up just to wake up. They get up in the morning and go, I'm just here. I'm going to do whatever I want. Let me tell you something. If God wants to take you today, He can make that happen. Don't get up being ungrateful. You know know how many people didn't wake up this morning? And you know that God doesn't discriminate because it goes from the youngest to the oldest. You you get what I'm saying? So we have to keep that in mind that when we fast, we are reminded that God is the ultimate person or being that we depend on. When we fast, we humble ourselves. I don't like when people say, I'm humble. Don't tell me that you're humble. Show me that you're humble. And I'm not talking about that fake humility that you call yourself being humble. No, humble is when somebody's being rude to you and you don't lose sight of you. When people are ignoring you and you still keep your composure. When people cut you off in the middle of the highway, you get upset for a little bit, but you don't say things that you're not supposed to be saying. That's being humble. Humble is when they don't deliver your plate on time. Humble is when you're waiting for something and it doesn't arrive on time. Humble is doing something that you know crunches your ego. That's being humble. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When we fast and we pray, the purpose behind it, God disciplines us when we fast and we pray. In which way? That He places in us a breakthrough. Stop calling out for a breakthrough and start breaking yourself. I don't want to see breakthroughs in people. I want to see breakthroughs in me so that I can break through people. That's true. That's true. Oh, God. Oh, give us a breakthrough. Oh, give, give them a break. Break you first. Because when God breaks you, you're able to see it from his point of view. You know that a lot of people that are around you today are your blessing and you consider them your curse. That's sad. It, it, it's like when we're walking in our house barefooted and we hit the corner of the cabinet. Oh! Man. The cabinet said, I was there the whole time. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Maybe if you watch where you're going, you wouldn't hit yourself with me, but I'm here and you just want to beat up the cabinet, but you know you can't beat up the cabinet, you know you can't beat up the refrigerator, you can't beat up the toys, because you wasn't watching where you were going. So you take it on the things that are there to bless you. Amen? When you fast and you pray, you get closer to God. You're not going to get closer to God through me. That's not going to happen. Salvation is independent. I can't save you. You need to save yourself. I can lead you to the one that saves, but I can't do it for you. And a lot of us depend on others' prayers. Let me tell you something. If you're depending on my prayer, 
If you're depending on this church, I got news for you. The church ain't going to save you. It's your relationship with God. And how do you know God when you get closer to Him? And how do you get close to Him when you make time for Him? Every morning, I dedicate all my mornings towards God. I don't want to hear the radio. I don't know. I, I, I take out my time. I listen to I spend time with my wife. I spend time with my daughter. I spend time reading the Bible. I balance. It's called balance. It's not you're going to be 24 hours in the Bible. You're going to neglect what you're supposed to be doing in the first place. No. But when I go cut the grass and nobody's around me and I'm the only one cutting the grass, guess what I'm doing? Thank you, God, for this house. I love you, God. How are you feeling today? Did I do anything? You see, there are moments in your life that you can get closer to God, but here you are cutting the grass. I'm the only one that cuts the grass. No one cuts the grass with me. Why is the day so hot? Why do I have to cut the grass? But before you got the grass, you were crying out God for the house. I remember this young lady researching how to have a baby for a whole year. Every time I saw her, she was on her phone. She was on the computer searching for a baby. I want to have a baby. I want to have a baby. I want to have a baby. Finally, she got a baby. Three months later, I was speaking to her, and, and, and we were talking, and she yelled out of nowhere, I don't know how to be a mother! I said to myself, instead of you educating me, God prepare me to be a mother. God prepare me to be a wife. God prepare me to be a husband. Prepare me. You see, those are the things we should be asking God. We shouldn't be asking God for the blessing. We should be asking us, God, get us ready for the blessing. See the difference? That way when you get the blessing, the blessing now is not a hindrance. It's a blessing. God has recommended me because I had that attitude when I used to cut the grass. When I used to shovel. And one day I started thanking God and before I got home somebody shoveled my driveway. You see, your attitude of gratitude will exalt you as a man or woman of Christ. The more you complain, the more you remain. The more you praise, the more he raises you. Fasting does that. Because fasting is you killing out you in order to receive from God. You can't go to the bank and try to withdraw something that you ain't got. Now many of us have done that. And you said, no, no, no. When you started swiping and you didn't have no money, and then you got charges, $35, $35, then you got mad and called the bank, and then you say, hey, right, hey, right, hey, right, hey, right, when you charge me $35, $35, $35, and hey, right, and God, and God was saying, and then the bank is saying, well, you're the one making the charges to begin with. In other words, you can't withdraw what you ain't depositing. You know why it's so hard for the church to get it together? Because we ain't depositing nothing in heaven. When's the last time you got up without nobody telling you anything? Without nobody saying, go fast, go pray. And you got up on your own strength and did it yourself. When was the last time? As a believer, you should be fasting at least three times a month. At least three times a month. The minimum. Because for every level that God takes you, there's not only a devil, but there's also a, a, an anointing of God that can help you operate better than the last season. That's why we're entering into the fall season. 
Many people are going to walk in through those doors. It might be the first or the last time. But God is waiting on you how to respond to them. That's why a lot of people honor the calling, but they're not faithful to the calling. That's two different things. Honoring is coming, me preaching. But when I'm in the streets, or I'm running into people there in situation, I go like this. God sees that. And that's what God is worried about. God's not worried about your title and your calling and your anointing because he gave it to you to begin with. God is worried about you saying, hey, God bless you, brother. How you doing? Wait, I haven't seen you in church. What's going on with you? Oh, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. You know, let me tell you something. When God gave me this, oh, now Wayne is feeling guilty. Hallelujah. Get your butt back in church. What is going to happen? You know what I'm saying? But you can't say that because you're in the same state of Wayne. Every moment God puts you next to someone, it's an opportunity for you to reach them. And for every person you win in heaven, the bigger your crown is going to be. That's why if my sister is hurting, it is my responsibility to some way, somehow help her during that season. Or connect her with somebody that can. But if I'm selfish, and I think that nobody's watching, there's a big eye in the sky that's watching everything. And that's the result of why we don't have peace at home. Because we're ignoring what God has called us to do. The Bible says you will reap what you sow. Our youth today, and I close with this. This is sad. Our youth today can upload, can make a profile, can connect from Springfield all the way to San Giant or, or, or any other country or any other city in their fingertips. Right in front of them. And you tell our youth today, build me a profile. Give me a name. Boom. Find me the book of Joel in the Bible. You, that's funny. But that's sad. That is sad. Because we have ignored the ways of the Lord, God will also ignore your ways. Let us be on our feet. We got one week left of this 21-day fast.